We're going to jump right into the message this morning. Uh, The title of the message is The Third Thief. The Third Thief. We're going to be in Matthew 27, uh, and we're going to jump from 27 to 31, and then we're going to jump to 38 to uh, 31 to 38 um, as we kind of jump into this this morning. I'm very excited about uh, today. I'm very excited about what God has placed on my heart. And uh, so, like I said, we're going to jump right into it. So Matthew 27, starting with verse number 27, it says this. It says, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and they put a scarlet robe on him and twisted together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put on his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, this is Jesus the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. I remember as a child remembering those pictures, and I'm sure you've done the same where you've seen the, the, the beautiful art, some of which uh, is contemporary, some may not be, and, and you see the picture of Jesus, and he's, he's being crucified, and on his left and on his right, there's, there's these two criminals, there's these two robbers uh, there beside him. And, and this morning, as we jump into what I feel God has laid on my heart, the one thing I want you to understand that may be a little different, maybe you haven't considered this before, but there was a third thief that was crucified that day. There was a third thief. He he fit, Jesus fit just perfectly with the people he was crucified with. Fit just perfectly. And I'd like to prove that to you this morning. Now, one of the things that that a lot of people know about me, some of you don't, is before um, God called me to be in the ministry, I had great plans for myself. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I was going to do all these things. And one of the things that I was going to do, and some of, this, some of you, this will come as no surprise. Others to you are like, boy, I'm glad God called you out of this because you're a nice guy. But I was wanting to be a lawyer. That, I, I don't know if that's a happy laugh, a good laugh, a bad laugh. I have no idea. I just, that's it. I, that was my thing, man. I like to debate. I like to argue. I like to bring all these things. So, so this morning... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel some of that lawyer that I always wanted to be because I would like to prove to you that Jesus is that third thief. Jesus has a criminal record, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to start at this amazing, the third thief's long criminal record. He's got a long one. And we're going to start with Mark chapter 1. In Mark chapter 1, we see this. It says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Move with compassion. I love that. Okay, we we could actually do a series on those four or three words. Move with compassion. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Did you notice, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury? Ooh, this feels kind of good. Did you see the theft that just took place? In broad daylight, mind you. It happened right in front of your face, right in front of your nose. Did you see the theft? 
You see, you have to understand something. To be leprosy, to have leprosy in this time, this was not a situation that was happy. This was not a good thing for you. This was a terrible, horrible disease. And not only was it horrible and it ravaged your physical body, you were, you were cast aside. You had to leave the town. You had to be away. I know some of you know this, but it's just such a, uh, an unbelievable picture in my mind that when you would actually get around people, You would have to yell out in the Jewish culture, unclean, unclean. If you touched a person with leprosy, you were ceremonially unclean. You had to go and you had to bathe and you had to do all these things just to be clean again. This guy had not been touched. He had not been ministered to. He had not been around his family. We don't know how long, but at least a long time. And so Jesus, moved with compassion, reaches out this thief and he touches the man and heals him. The third thief robbed the cursed and the untouchable leper of his disease and disconnection. Did you see it? Did you watch the thief walk in and work? Quickly, stealthily, he touches him and he heals him. And in a moment, in a moment, those things have been stolen from him. Absolutely stolen. Want more proof? Let's move on. Mark 10. In Mark 10, 46 through 52, we read another story. It says this. Then they reach Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A son, excuse me, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Did you notice it again? Blind Bartimaeus. The man. Listen, there, 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 there's portions of scripture where his disciples would come to him and they would see a blind man, another blind man they healed. And the, the disciples even argue, who sinned? Who messed up? Who did the bad thing? Because obviously he's being punished by God because he's blind. Not only is he blind, he can't work. He's a beggar. He's poor. He's on the fringe of society. He basically starts to yell and people say, Hey, hey dude, quiet. Don't talk so loud. You're bothering him. You You don't deserve to have the attention of this great man, of this rabbi. And you've got to remember something else. Jesus is going through Jericho. You know where he's going? He's headed to Jerusalem. Why is he headed there? So that we can celebrate today. That's where he's going. He's on a mission and he's moving. But listen, here's what's beautiful about our thief. Our thief will find any opportunity to steal things. And so this blind man calls out and Jesus begins to rob him. And the third thief robbed the blind and the poor of their disgraced places on the fringe and gave them vision to see. He robs it. He takes it. And he follows Jesus down the road. The final one. John 4, 
5 through 7. We're going to jump around. This is a larger portion of Scripture, and a lot of you know this story. So we're going to jump a little bit as we go. But we're going to start with John 4, 5, and 7. It says this. Eventually he came to Samaria's, Samaria, uh, Samaria, Samaria. I still said it wrong. A Samaritan village. Ah, that's better. Near of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Joseph's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. Go and get your husband. And then we're going to skip, okay? We're going to jump a little bit. So now we're in verse 16. So they have a little bit of a conversation. And then Jesus, at a certain point, says this to her. He says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. And so Jesus, of course, at this point... Brings it all out. And then, the, and then the woman says to Jesus, he says, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. And the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Now, we've got to remember a couple things here, okay? To really understand uh, the thief and how he operates. We have to look at a couple of important things that, that some of you may know, some of you may not. This woman is at the well at, at, at noontime, okay? In, in this culture at this time, the women would go, of course, and get the water, and they would not go uh, at noontime. It was hot. It was not the time that you'd go. You'd go in the morning, uh, early in the morning, or you would go in the evening, but you normally would not see people at the well at noontime. This lady is there. She's there for some interesting reasons. And one of them, I do believe, is because she is, is basically doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want to deal with all the words and all the things that are said and all the, 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 the comments and all the, the judgmental things and shows she's there all alone trying to get her water and take it back. And the thief just happens to be there and he finds the perfect opportunity. Finds the perfect opportunity. And so the thief, the third thief, comes in and sees this. And the third thief robs the woman at the well of her shame and of her guilt. Because what we see is something very interesting. See, she's there at noontime. She's there not to see her. But when the thief comes and the thief robs her shame and her guilt, the first thing she does is she runs to the village and she runs to the people that she has been purposely trying to avoid. You see, when the thief comes and the thief steals and takes those things away, everything changes. Everything changes. And for this woman, she was doing everything she could to stay away from people. That thief came and stole that shame and that guilt. And the first thing she does is run to those same people and say, let me tell you about what this thief did to me. She's our witness. Not only did she witness to those individuals but now she witnesses to us today. Oh, I tell you, he's, he's a crafty one. He's a shrewd one, this thief of ours. But if that doesn't prove it to you, let's move on to this. I'd like to, for your 
I want to talk about the third thief's, thief's most audacious theft. His most audacious theft. Let's look at, look at Luke 24. In Luke 24, 1 through 7, it says this. But very early on Sunday morning, the woman, the woman who went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in. But they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. His most audacious theft. Look at Revelation 1, 17b through 18. It says this, But he laid his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I have died. But look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. 1 Corinthians 15, 54b, it says this, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For the sin that is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through, the, through our Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to understand something. Here's what we got to know. Jesus robbed Satan of his power over sin and death, robbed death itself of its victory, and stole from the grave its power and finality when he rose. Again, our thief in broad daylight walked into hell, went to Satan and said, give me what belongs to me. You don't get it anymore, and it's gone. He was so strong and so powerful, and he walked in and took what belonged to him, and now he holds it. So now we can celebrate this day. Now we can rejoice on this day. Now we can actually call Friday Good Friday because what Sunday brought, he came in and he stole it all. He stole it all. Thank the Lord he stole it all. Oh, he fit in just well, perfectly in between two criminals, two robbers, because he came in And he stole away the power of sin and death. Victory is now ours because of what he has done. Because of what he has brought. He has come in and he has done the impossible. He's done only what he can do. And he is now, because of that, he can change us and do an amazing work inside of us. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, this third thief, the third thief still wants to steal from individuals today. You see, here's the thing, our Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was a thief then, and he still wants to thieve from you today. He wants to rob from us today. And I want to talk about some of those things that he wants to rob. He wants to rob the arrogant of their self-sufficiency. He wants to rob the selfish of their self-centeredness. He wants to rob the content of their complacency, the humorless 
of their seriousness, the sick of their disease and doubts about the future, the control freaks of their fears and obsessions, the broken of their heartaches, the empty of their hopelessness. The, our God, our Jesus, this third thief has not stopped wanting to rob us of these things. He still does. He still is moving in this direction. He wants to go in. Now, here's what's cool about how our Jesus works. Our Jesus is an interesting type of thief. And you need to understand this, jury. You need to understand that he doesn't just rob and leave homes or leave hearts vacant. I know that in our minds what a robber does is he comes in and he takes and he leaves and he leaves us with nothing. But that's not what Jesus does. He robs us of those things. And then he brings love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and self-control and so many other wonderful things. You see, what you need to understand is when you allow Jesus to come and steal from you, he steals, but he places things there that are so much better than the things you are holding on to. And I know it's hard. Because sometimes it's just easier to hold on to those things because it's what you know. It's, it's kind of comfortable. But this thief doesn't leave you empty-handed. This thief comes and steals and brings something amazing. And yeah, there's lots of things here. There's lots more that I could have listed. But you've got to understand, ultimately, Jesus wants to steal your heart. Ultimately. Jesus wants to steal your heart. Now, why, why the heart? Why does Scripture talk so much about the heart? It's because the writers of Scripture understood the heart of being the center. They understood it being like the part of you that was the most important thing. And you gave someone your heart. It was you were giving them all that you are, all that you will ever be. And ultimately, that's what Jesus is after. Ultimately, this third thief is wanting to come in and take that heart of yours and do something amazing with it. Scripture tells us that what he desires to do is take that heart of stone out of us and instead give us a heart of flesh. A heart that is soft, a heart that is moldable, a heart that is loving and drawn to him. But he wants to take that hard heart out. He wants to steal it. You see, you got to understand something. We were never created to have that heart. Because of our sin, because of our disobedience, because of our rebellion, because of our thinking that we can do it on our own, our heart had gotten hard. Our heart had gotten encrusted with a lot of guilt and shame and death and destruction. And Jesus now wants to come. He wants to steal that away from you because that was never what he had for you in the first place. And give you what you need. Give you what you need. Listen, we're going to close. But I want us to stop. This is Easter. This is a beautiful day. This is a day of celebration. This is a day of knowing that death has lost. That Jesus has won. That we have won. Because he rose again, we will as well be able to. 
Death has lost its victory. What a day. What an amazing day. What an incredible moment. But you need to understand something. The thief is still on the loose. The thief would like to do nothing more today than to steal those things that don't belong in your heart. Those things that have bothered you. Those things that you've struggled with. Those things that you have dealt with. Maybe for some of you for years. Today's the day. The thief is here. Now this is a very interesting thief. This thief is not one to just barge in. We have to open our hearts to him. We have to come to him and say, you know what, thief? There's stuff here that doesn't belong. And I need you to come and I need you to get it out. And instead I need you to fill me up with all the things you are. All the things you want to do deep, deep inside of me. What a day to do it. What a day to open that door. Oh, this this third thief, he'll change everything. He has changed everything. He will continue to change everything. Hearts and lives. Relationships. Marriages. All these things. That thief wants to come and steal, and make brand new. He wants to rise up in all of us again and do something absolutely incredible. Right now, I'm going to have the team come on up, the guys that are coming. We're going to close. Ultimately, Jesus wants to steal your heart. Ultimately. Ultimately, what does that mean? He wants every part of you. Why? Why? Why Why does Jesus want every part of me, Aaron? Simply this. Because he wants to have free reign to steal all the stuff that doesn't belong, to put all the stuff in that does. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. That's what he desires to do in me and in you. So can we do something? We do this just so that we have some time where we can focus. There's nothing super spiritual about it. There's nothing that's just something that we do to help us focus. So can we just close our eyes for just a second? I'm going to be up here. You know what I look like, so it's, it's cool. Okay? Because I believe that God has placed this, this message on my heart for today. Like, like this, this, this is, I've been waiting for, for over a month to share this. And the reason I believe so strongly is I believe there are some people that are here today that desperately need some theft in their life. They desperately need this third thief to come in and rob them of their shame and of their guilt of their hurt and their heartache, their brokenness, their fear. There's so much that this thief wants to come and rob. You see this, this, this audacious theft where he stole from death and the enemy. 
He wants that, that now that life to come into all of us. He wants that peace and that joy to replace all those things. Whether it's something physical or something so deep inside of you that you've hid for so long. It's time to let Jesus rob you. For many of you, you accepted him a long time ago and you let him rob you of death and sin and shame. For some of you, you've never done that before. For some of you, you have. But you have allowed all that stuff that doesn't belong there to kind of pile up in your heart again. You know, the thing that's so cool about Jesus is he'll come and he'll rob you countless times if you let him. My life with Jesus has been a a steady stream of robberies. And I need him to continue to rob my heart of of the fear and and the disappointment and and the, the frustration and the hurt that sometimes I feel. And he'll continue to do it. He'll continue to do it in me and he'll continue to do it in you. We got to offer it to him. We got to go to him and say, Jesus, listen, can you steal this hurt? Can you steal this shame? Can you steal what that individual did to me? Can you steal that I feel unloved? And can you steal that I feel alone? Because you're not alone. He's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's constantly there, constantly desiring to do in our lives what only He can do. But we got to go to Him. We got to go to this thief and say, listen, come on into my heart, come on into my life, come on into this place, and whatever is there, that needs to be stolen, steal it. Whatever is there that doesn't belong, grab it and yank it out. And what's beautiful is then we can pray, knowing that He will. We can pray, and now, Father, now, Jesus, put in its place things that are beautiful. Put in its place things that I need. Put in its place things that will change me and change the people around me. Can I just be honest with you? I meet a lot of Christians in a lot of different places in their journey. And almost every single one, no matter where they are on their journey with Jesus, they all need some thefts. Because this world is difficult. This life is hard. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. And that trouble at times can just burden us down. Make it hard to think and move and grow. But today, on a day where we celebrate the greatest heist in the history of mankind, he's here. And he's looking to steal. He's looking to take. He's looking to get all that stuff that we've piled in and remove it forever and ever. So right now, 
I'm going to be quiet for about 30 seconds, okay? I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. About 30 seconds, I'm going to be quiet. And in that time, don't waste this time, okay? Don't waste this time. I want you to take some moments. I want you to ask Jesus. Listen, some people will say, well, Jesus doesn't hear me. Listen, Jesus hears everything you've ever said. I don't say that to scare you. I tell you that because he loves you and he cares about you. He hears your prayers. He hears when you call out. And it is time that we go to our thief and say, Jesus, listen, if there's anything in me that you need to steal, I open it to you right now. If there's anything inside of me that doesn't belong there, Jesus, come and steal it away and put in its place what I need. Whatever that is. Whatever I need, you know. But this is something that takes place between you and Jesus. So I want to give some time to allow that to take place. We'll come back, we'll pray, we'll finish up. But right now, everyone here, please, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment to call out to Him. Open your heart and let Him begin to rob you. Let Him begin to rob you. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you. Some of you, as we were praying this and as we were asking God, you you had a hard time because you have not allowed Jesus to rob you of your death and your shame, your guilt, and your sin. Some of you may have done it a long time ago, but you haven't been actually doing the stuff. and and, And you know what I mean. I mean, I don't have to explain this. You know. And as this time, you know, some of us were saying, oh, God, I need to give you my guilt or I need to give you this disease or I need to give you this hurt. And some of you, some of you were sitting there and going, man, I need to just give Jesus my heart. I need to just give him everything because there's just so much here. And you know what? He wants to do it. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And what a day what a day to allow this thief to continue to steal what a day to allow him to do what only he can do which is bring us from death into life and so if that's you listen I'm not going to embarrass you I'm not going to have you stand up and do the hokey pokey but here's what I'd like because I I want to pray for you, okay? You go, well, you don't know my name. It's okay. That's all right. So here's what we're going to do. I've asked everyone to have their eyes closed. If you want, you can bow your heads right now. This will make it a little easier on me, okay? But in just a few seconds, I'm going to ask if that was you, and you look at me and you say, you know what, Aaron, listen. Listen, I need this thief 
to steal everything. I need him to bring me from death into life. What I'm going to ask for you to do is just look at me. Just look at me, okay? So that I can see you, so I can pray for you. Okay, that's it, okay? Because I want this to be a day where the thief steals like a rampant man, okay? I want, I want things that were dead to come alive again. And the only person that can do that is Jesus. So I'm not going to give a lot of time here, okay? But if that's you, if that's you on three, I want you just to look at me, okay? All right? Is that cool? And then give me a second to scan. And then we're going to pray, okay? One, two, three. Anybody? Wait till I catch you, okay? Catch you, catch you, catch you. Good. Awesome. Anybody else? Sweet. Awesome. Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, for those that have looked at me, Father, there were several. Father, I pray right now that, Father, you would just change them from the inside out. Father, that you would come and that you would just steal all the shame, all the guilt, all the sin, all the hurt, all the stuff. That you would remove it and in its place you would bring life and peace and joy. Patience and kindness and goodness. All the things that you are. Father, I pray that you'd steal it all away and you'd put in what needs to be there. Father, for those that know you, but God needs needs some theft in their life. Father, I pray that you would steal those hurts and you would steal that disease and you would steal those things that that you want to steal right now. That we would open our hearts to you and say, hey, thief, hey, hey, come in and have your way. Come in and take all that needs to be taken. Knowing that, Jesus, you'll replace it with so much more. So much more than we've ever had before. You're so good. And we love you so much.